listening to Clouser on Business. Thanks for coming back. I'm Clouser, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad to have Heidi Bird back in the studio today with me. Welcome back, Heidi. Hi, thanks, Clouser. Yeah, how's your summer progressing? Pretty good. It's been busy so far. Mm-hmm. Doing anything fun? Lots of things fun. All, all right. the time. That's good. So uh, what have you been up to? Um, lots of things. Family, uh, travels, work travel. It really hasn't stopped. So uh, hoping that the month of August is just fun time and golf time. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, our topic today is uh, remote control. I like, I like the sound of that. Does that mean I get to watch some TV? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Hey, hey, one of the things I've enjoyed over, the, over my life and uh, in my career, and I'm just really thankful for that uh, I've been able to live in a time period where there's been a lot of advancement uh, in our technologies and uh, in just the use of those technologies in a positive, uh, positive way or with positive applications. I recall when... Um, I went to work for a company in the Midwest. Uh, we conducted a lot of business uh, with overseas companies. And when I joined that company, the prime mode of communication was the Telex machine. And for those of you who might recall, uh, it was a machine that, as you type the message, uh, a tape was uh, generated which contained the message. And after you'd get your mes- message uh finished and uh, prepared, uh, you would dial up the communication line of the other party, uh, and once the connection was made, then you'd run the tape through it, and it would send the message, and, uh, you know, the other party, you know, would get it and respond accordingly. Um, In the same way, we would get, kind of like on a typewriter, if someone sent us a message, that message would come in there, and it would type out like a teletype machine, uh, so to speak, and um, so it was, you know, it was pretty cool. And, uh, the, this manual telex machine then was, uh, replaced by electronic one, which, uh, you know, maybe just a precursor to the, uh, internet or as that was being developed, the messages then would be, uh, probably we would describe it, uh, over a dial up line, you know, remember in the early, early days of uh, internet and email you you know dial up um i'll try not to do the aol dial up noise for you right now but i'm very familiar with that noise yeah our <laughs> listeners thank you for that for not doing that <laughs> hey well it wasn't too much later that the owner of the company bought a machine which sat in an office for a few months didn't do anything kept going over there looking at it asking questions about what it was and then all of a sudden one day we get this tone out of the machine and it started spitting out facsimiles, faxes, and then we were off to another um, mode of uh, communication. And I could go on with the advancements, you know, cellular phones, email, the text messaging that we use today, uh, but I won't because I think that you get the gist of uh, what I'm trying to say. But this all leads to our topic today of how current technologies have promoted uh, employees being able to work remotely and how this affects the traditional uh, office environment. Now, Heidi, I think you have uh, some information uh, from a study that you were uh, reviewing. Can you uh, share some light and talk, talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. So Regis uh, did a study um, coming out in, well, actually, they, it just came out fairly recently, but it was all conducted in September 2016. Um, and they actually put this in a global context. So from 
my perspective, it's really interesting because they surveyed about 20,000 people in over 100 countries. And um, but basically, for the purposes of the analysis, they did it, you know, kind of for just the it's easier to compare kind of the, um, I guess I would say, more technologically advanced countries around the world. But it's really interesting to see that, um, you know, about half of the people uh, that they surveyed of workers uh, report that they're working outside of the office two and a half days out of the week or more. Um, So this is a really big sort of shift in the way we think about the typical environment for full-time employees, right? Mm -hmm. So not everyone is going into the office every single day of the week anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, and and, uh, Regis that you're referring to as the uh, office uh, providers, uh, you know, across the world they have remote offices, uh, you know, normally in metropolitan areas, downtown, uh, and airports, and we're not talking about Regis of Kathy Lee, right? That's exactly correct. <laughs> Not the Regis of Notre Dame fandom or Kathy Lee. Uh, this is, yeah, Regis offers uh, office space for people in business centers, they call them, um, around the world. So they did um, offer up their sample of people um, just to be completely clear with everyone who was surveyed, but they did have a third party conduct the study um, and gather the results and then provide them with the results. So I I do think it's really interesting, though, because this is a trend that I'm seeing more and more in metropolitan areas, especially where, um, you know, you are... If your company is a global company or a U.S.-based company and you service all states, you know, sometimes you have to travel here and there or to be closer to clients or to do whatever you need to do to make your business successful. And with all these new technologies you were just talking about, um, you know, picking up the phone, you know, most meetings I do every single day is picking up the phone, um, joining a WebEx or... You know, even some final presentations nowadays are done by a by WebEx, uh, unless they're you know it's an important thing that they need to fly you in for. So I think you know limiting costs is important to your mm-hmm. clients, right? I mean, you can't always be on site every day, right? But at the same time, for your own home company, um, maybe it makes more sense for you to be where you're business is if you're closer to clients or perhaps you can be more productive working remotely anyway yeah it seems i think the uh you know the immediate upsides i see uh would be the you know the flexibility that the employee would have because we're in a time uh in business that uh work work life balance is uh very important to people and uh uh, i think uh you know even this uh, study i think pointed out that um you know, salary, they, people would take a lesser salary if they knew that they had the opportunity to be able to do uh, things uh, on their own time, but still work. But they're saying that that recreational time, family time energizes them enough to really be productive when they are working. Right. I think that there's a, a lot of different points in there to sort of unpack. And I think Um, For me, I know that working across different time zones is often really interesting because, um, you know, if I'm three hours behind some of my clients, I've had to get up and do 6 a.m. phone calls or 5.30 a.m. phone calls. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on those days, it's really important to make sure that you can still have 
your life and not have to work until six o'clock at night. I mean, otherwise, you're pulling a 12-hour day and you have no time to do your normal things like, I don't know, eat, work out, do what you normally do during the day. So mm-hmm. I think a flexible schedule in that regard allows um, workers to be uh, more attentive to their clients mm-hmm. and respectful of time zone needs and things like that. Um, but also, um, I think that you're absolutely right in this day and age, especially people, and we've talked about this before, if you're trying to recruit top talent into your organization, you know, you're dealing with people who are kind of expecting to have flexibility in their schedule now. Mm -hmm. I mean, where you can, they basically come to the negotiation table and say, hey, you know, salary is important to me, but also, you know, having a life and having a family or being able to do the things I need to do and not pulling 16 hour days all the time, or at least being able to control, have some control over when they work, if they're 16 hour days or Mm -hmm. where, then that's important to them. Yeah. I can see the other, another upside would be, um, which, uh, this is not a promotion for Regis, uh, but, uh, you know, it, you know, could cut back uh, overhead costs to a company if they didn't have to have as much office space. And office space, office space is uh, really expensive these days. And yeah, it is. So that was one of the things that did come up, um, is that if you're looking to uh, reduce your overhead costs, obviously having office space um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense for certain employees, perhaps, all mm-hmm. the time. Um, you know, and I know that also... Um, the open office concept and design that became really popular Mm -hmm. um, about 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. that also is pretty disruptive to certain people. So if you're going to tell me that I have to go into an office every day, but I'm seated in this huge open area with everyone, how do I have private conversations with my clients that's in a noise control environment? Mm -hmm. So that's one of also the things where at least either having an office that's remote or having a home office that's quiet is really sometimes more beneficial in the long run. Yeah. Not, uh, not to put you on the spot, but did the uh, study speak to all about uh, uh, how this situation affects productivity? It did. Yeah, actually. Um, most workers say that they were more productive. So there were actually kind of two groups in this camp. Um, some workers, it was um, about, I want to say, 37, 38% say that they were sometimes distracted mm-hmm. um, and were not really able to be that productive. Now, they didn't say, they didn't split out, however, whether or not those people were working from a home office or from a business center, did, like did a Regis it, business center. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, did it talk anything about um, how companies measure productivity? So let's let's say I have an employee that's working remote whatever that situation is they're at home maybe they're just home working or they're out like what you were saying earlier is they're between clients and it's just impractical impractical to go back to the office or maybe they're not even close to the mothership anyway but so but how does how does a how does a company really know that that employee is being at as productive as they could be I think there are multiple ways of measuring. So this study didn't really get into that in terms of how to measure productivity. Mm-hmm. But um, I am a researcher, so I do know um, that there have been other studies out there that talk about this very thing. 
And one of the things that they do is put into some, in some uh, measurements in place where, well, you're either getting your work done or you're not, or you're making sure that you're bringing in business if you have a sales role or that you have, are you meeting your goals? So I definitely know that if you are working remotely, generally a company will have performance measures in place to make sure that you are meeting wherever you need to be. I also think it's really interesting, and this is also something that's helpful, I think, is that um, a lot of remote workers have weekly check-ins or sometimes bi-weekly where they'll have to put in writing what they've accomplished in the last few days. So I think, in a way, there's almost some stricter um, performance going on with people who who work remotely rather than, yes, you can see my face every day in the office, but I don't really care what you're doing. Well, yeah, I was just going to say you can be sitting uh, 10 feet from somebody in the office and not know if they're productive or not. Correct. So it's all a part of the same, uh, yeah, but but that's definitely um, something that's really interesting. However, this, so this study didn't touch on this, but I came across this this morning, um, and I didn't think about it until just now. But there are companies who are loading up uh, company laptops and company property with ways of tracking when you're online and when you're not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have to clock in in the morning, and, but your computer can tell your home office exactly what you've been doing on your computer all day long, um, that I think is fascinating because then it doesn't matter if you're a remote worker or if you're in the office, you can tell whether or not someone's playing fantasy football all day long or whether or not, or Who shopping would? online. Surely they would do that. <laughs> or what they're doing. So, so that is the wave of the future. I mean, eventually I do believe that everyone's going to have to account for their hours somehow. Yeah. Do you think, you know, I've always been someone that, you know, for most of my life, I've reported to an office and, and still do. Uh, but I'm also one that I need the interaction of people that, you know, that uh, invigorates me. And, you know, I like uh, just seeing where everybody's at and what they're doing. And, I mean, not necessarily from a supervisory, but, I mean, just from people-people relationship. The These people who work remotely, that's where, you know, our – business society is going what what do you think the downside what are we losing by me not being in the same office with you you know if you're my co-worker yeah I think that there is something uh lost sometimes um I constantly ask myself that same thing how do you um or how does a business owner promote a culture of inclusivity or promote their culture period when some people work remotely and some people are in the office um And I also do think that there's something really important about being next to your colleagues and being able to laugh at things or bounce ideas off of of each other. And I would just think for just to hear conversations where you could have immediate uh, feedback into or maybe get uh, a better contextual uh, idea of what's being talked about. It must be tough for people who are remote Sometimes. I think think it definitely is. Um, And so I think it also is... It's one of those things that I'm really interested in tracking over time to see how all of this works out because you, for what I know about people who work f- remotely, um, you have to be active. 
You have to actively voice yourself in meetings. You have to make sure that your voice is being heard. You have to understand and interact with colleagues in a different way. I think sometimes it requires more of an effort. I can't walk down the hallway, so I may as well give somebody a call. Or, um, you know, I will set up meetings instead. Instead, I'll say, okay, Larry over here, I haven't had a check-in with you Let's do it once a week just so that we can see what you've been learning in the office and we can bounce ideas off of each other. Mm -hmm. So I think that you have to be much more proactive if you're going to be successful working from a remote office. Um, And if you're not, and what's the tipping point? I think that that's another scary thing where if you become complacent, it's probably really easy to fall off the radar pretty quickly. So I think it's up to that individual to make sure that they're constantly going and interacting yeah what what i'm afraid of and you know and i know this is just a generational thing but what i'm afraid of is that our business lives are going to become like suburbia life where husband comes home from the job wife comes home from the job garage door goes up car goes in garage door goes down and then we don't do anything with our neighbors you know you know like it used to be and i know we can't go back and be like we used to be but as society has come along, uh, it just seems like certain relationships have suffered from it. And that's what I hope this all doesn't lead to is, you know, we've got a bunch of isolated people out doing their jobs, but they're really not, you know, living life, so to speak. Right. So one thing the study did not touch on, but I think that's really important to consider is, um, the fact that we can utilize technology that you were talking about before to our advantage. So we can do FaceTime meetings. We can have video conferences now. I mean, um, I realized, yeah, you can still be in yoga pants and have a button-down shirt on and make that happen. But, Mm -hmm. no, you can see each other's faces if you need to. Um, And I think also it's still... But you can't can't elbow or (laughs) your co-worker's arm when anything... At the same time, though, um, now that there's Skype for business... Um, there are conference calls that happen and coworkers can Skype each other with little tidbits or hee hee or um, LOL or whatever's happening. So there is, there can be side conversations that happen as if you were in meetings actually. But um, I do think that you're absolutely right. There is less of um, a formal kind of getting together and, and, seeing each other face-to-face that you might lose. But it also, you know, if you're going into the office X number of times per month or week mm-hmm. or whatever, then maybe it, not all is lost, right? Yeah. Well, the, well, the the upside, too, is, is I've seen a lot of time wasted by, you know, people talking and not staying focused and all that kind of stuff. So I, I can see the upside, but, but I just, uh, my, my gut's telling me that uh, the downside's going to, you know, hurt us in, in other ways. But, uh, so any, uh, running out of time here are any other conclusions, uh, drawn from the, uh, the survey? What can you tell our listeners what the, again, who did the survey and, uh, yeah, the survey was conducted, um, on behalf of Regis, they commissioned the survey. Um, and it was actually done, uh, conducted by mind meter research. Uh, again, it was done in September of 2016 and just now came out. The report is really interesting, especially if you're interested in um, country-by-country breakouts to see kind of where Mm -hmm. the U.S. fares against other nations around the world. Mm 
Um, and so I would highly recommend, um, you know, just check it out if you're interested. Yeah. And that came out in January of this year. Yes. Okay. Uh, there, I just, I thought it sounded like you said 2016. Uh, no, the 20, survey was conducted in 2016 and came out uh, January yeah. of this year. Report was released. Yeah. 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 And, uh, just one point of clarification too: the people surveyed, uh, again, were who? Um, so the people who were surveyed, they were over 20,000 business people, um, from more than a hundred countries, and it was an online survey. Um, they were sourced from the Regis Global Contacts database. So this was a Regis, um, all of their contacts that they had. So this isn't actually all of Regis uh, tenants or business mm-hmm. center people. It's anybody who had connections to Regis. So it could have been a previous uh, use user of their business center, whatever. Right. Yeah, and, and I've used, I, I've been a member of Regis. I've used their facilities across the country. I mean, it's a great thing. This is not an advertisement for them. So I'm, uh, we're using their, their survey. But I, I would say that they operate uh, really nice offices. You can go in there. If you meet clients there, it, your client will not know that that's not your you know, your office unless you tell them and a lot of other amenities that go with it. But, uh, well, were any other conclusions, Heidi, before we go here? No, I'm just, uh, I'm interested to see where this will go. Um, but because at the same time, we're seeing more people working remotely. Mm -hmm. We're also seeing more people around the world having titles like consultant or freelancer. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to see if that will continue and how people will grow in these roles and if it's beneficial to companies or not. Mm-hmm. But time will tell. Yeah, it will. Hey, well, uh, the Clouser Coda today is times are changing. It may cause business owners or management to have to make adjustments to the traditional office to accommodate the needs of the new employee who wants to be have flexible time and to have a work-life balance. And it also uh, will accommodate uh, a new approach to work productivity. So, well, hey, I hope you... Uh, Hope today's podcast has been informative and interesting. Please tell your friends about us. A reminder, we are on TuneIn, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and at clouseronbusiness.com. Well, thanks for being with us. All for now, you've been listening to Clouser on Business.